Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. That's right, folks. We are back. We told you we weren't going to leave you alone, and we will not during this troubling time. Obviously, we know what's going on. But we're not talking about that today. No, we're talking sports, ladies and gentlemen. There's actually sports news from this week. We weren't sure it was going to happen, but there is. So we got a lot coming up. We're going to talk NFL free agency and trade bonanzas. We're going to talk, well, that's that's pretty much all we're going to talk. But, uh, hey, I'll give you an update on my quarantine dynasty for those of you who are following on Twitter. Lots of fun there. Make sure you keep an eye on that. It's It's been a fun time. Nick McVicker joined through the Garage Door Sports Cup phone by Kyle Vardy and Irfan Manji. Kyle, how are you doing this morning? Oh, you know, I'm just trying to hang in there. Uh, finally gone, uh, got off of work as of yesterday, so... Thank just God. To now. We were worried about you, man. <laughs> Irfan, how are you doing in Ottawa, buddy? Good in social distancing isolation, so getting work done, teleworking, so I'm okay. Haven't really left the house much. Which is what you're supposed to do. So good mm-hmm. for you. Welcome to the team. I'm, I'm follow I'm following guidelines. What to do? Welcome to the team. All right. <laughs> Gotta stay strong. Um But we don't want to talk about the coronavirus, social isolation. Everyone knows what's going on. We talked about it last week. Irfan, I know you weren't there to, to chime in, but we know what you're thinking as well is very similar to what me and Kyle were saying. So let's get right into the kickoff sponsored by Canada kicking Academy, calling all kickers and punters in the Southern Ontario region. If you are looking for a year round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada kicking Academy. The Ferraro brothers, Daniel and Gabe are both university of Guelph alumni. And after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. If you want to take your special teams game to the next level, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. Visit them at canadakickingacademy.com and follow them on Instagram at canadakickingacademy. For the kickoff, biggest news of the week, ladies and gentlemen, the dynasty's over. Tom Brady has moved away from Foxborough, and you two no longer can cheer for TB12. Sucks to suck. You can still cheer for him. There's no problem with that. <laughs> I know, but he's not in a Patriots in a uniform. Bucks uniform. Yeah, he's he, just in a he, Bucks uniform. I, I was going to say, he, he made us the greatest franchise in NFL history. So, uh, Greatest franchise in NFL history or greatest dynasty in NFL history? Both. Yeah. Calling you the greatest franchise in NFL history is pretty strong-worded. Considering you guys didn't do like anything till the two thousands. Yeah, I didn't do anything. You mean while every other team was there before us? I'm not saying you were part of the original NFL, but I'm just saying like to oh, okay. to say that you were 
like the greatest franchise in NFL. That's that's a big statement. Okay, greatest franchise in the last thirty years. I, I'm okay with that statement. See, I I, I agree okay. with that statement. Yeah. That's fine. But I'm just saying okay. NFL history is uh, a very long history, my friend. Yeah. Well, for for some teams, yes, but other teams, not so much. I agree, but that's why I'm saying it's hard to okay. say that they're the greatest franchise in NFL history when there's been so many years of NFL history, even if they weren't there. It's still hard. All right, whatever. <laughs> but TB moves down to, well, TB. He's going to be playing for the Bucks. He's got actual receivers around him other than Julian Edelman. Uh-huh. It's going to be an interesting year for uh, that Buccaneers team. I think they have some very good pieces. Obviously, we saw it even with Jameis as their quarterback that they could score points. Yeah. They still need some defense, I think. But is this a good move for Tom Brady? I'll open the floor. Uh, One of you say yeah, something. Yeah, I'll start it. I'll start it. No, no, I, I don't think so. Because I feel like he should have finished his career as a Patriot. He All right, take out name. your Patriots bias. It's not. A, no, I'm just saying, though. But okay, all right, fine. Should I should I say why he'd be good for the Buccaneers? You could say why he would be good for the Buccaneers, why he would be bad for the Buccaneers, why he would have been good somewhere else, why he would have been bad somewhere else. Go ahead. I think he I think he's an asset on any team, to be honest with you, with that experience, with playoff experience, with regular season experience. I think the Bucks just need well needed someone to put them to the next step. And I think Brady will have a decent season this year and I think the Bucks make the playoffs. Okay, Kyle. Well, honestly, it's not that hard to make the playoffs in the NFC, but um, especially with who they have currently. But um, I think it is a good move. Do I think he's going to have a good year, statistically-wise? Probably, because he has two uh, great wide receivers. He's got a tight end he can throw to. Um, was he good last year? No. Um, but I, I think it's it's all experience and um, how they value the quarterback that'll fit for him. Um, I don't think their defense is anywhere near good enough for the playoffs, other than Shaq Barrett, who went off last year. But yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a good move for him. And it'll be interesting to see him go go up against uh, Drew Brees twice a year. Oh, for sure. But. Um, I like the move for him personally and for the Bucks, but I don't know if it puts them over the edge. Well, here, here's the other question then, okay? So last year they had Jameis Winston, who set the NFL record for 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions in the same season, becoming the first quarterback to ever do that. You bring in mm-hmm. a guy like Tom Brady, the number of touchdowns might go down a little, I doubt it. It'll be probably close to that 30 mark, I'd, I'd think, with the weapons that they have. But he's he's a smarter passer. He's not going to make as many interceptions, you'd think, you'd hope. I don't think he would. No, unless he really takes a turn. Right. Doesn't that put the Tampa Bay defense in a better situation because they're not facing as many drives from the opposition? Like obviously, again, I agree with you that I think they're a couple pieces short on that defense, but it gives them more time on the bench 
to reset and come back for the next drive as opposed to, oh, we just made a big stop. Now our def- now our offense is, oh, wait a minute. No, we're back on the field because James threw another interception. Right? It's it's a different mentality. Yeah, no, it, it is, like, for sure. Um, I think the only thing is that the offense itself, I don't know if it's designed for how Tom Brady plays. That's right? that's Tom, fair. Tom Tom loves to do the check downs, loves to hit his running backs out of the backfield, and Tampa Bay running backs finished dead last last year in receiving touchdowns. Um, so with with Godwin and Evans, or Godwin Goodwin, whatever I think it's Godwin. 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 Um, Godwin. Brady cannot throw a deep ball for the life of him, and no. we learned that very well in New England. And as much as I love Tom, he will probably admit that as well. <laughs> I hope he admits um, that. That's sort of obvious. So, and both Evans and Godwin are both deep threats that love to stretch the field. And yep. I don't know if that fits how how he plays offense. So, but here's the beauty: um, he's got two two half decent tight ends again. No, I, I, and, that, and that's the thing, right? So that's where he's going to probably be his bread and butter. So I don't know how good of seasons Godwin and Evans are going to have because that's, he's that's not going to be chucking 60 yards down the field or whatever it is. Right? That's fair. No, that that is definitely fair. Um, I mean, it's it's tough to say. We Obviously, we're just trying to predict what's going to happen, which is a tough, tough thing to do, but... I, I don't mind the move. The other place that he was rumored to be going was uh, the Chargers. And they've sort of had a mini fire sale since then. Mm. Um, would he have Would he have been better on the Chargers, in your opinion? We'll start with you, Kyle, and then we'll go to you, Irfan. Um, honestly, for me, it was really a toss-up. Um, I think it with Eckler there. I think he would have probably it probably would have fit more his style. Fair. Um, because Eckler's uh turned into a great receiving back. Um, he'd be very much like a, a James White style. Yeah. That, uh, Brady had in New England. Um, obviously Eckler's a little bit better of an actual downhill runner than than White is, but that's a different story. Um, and then obviously you have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen there. So obviously you, you have those pieces too, right? And then they just signed, re-signed Hunter Henry. So they had all the pieces there for him to succeed as well. Yeah. Uh, I think the Chargers, especially with some of the moves they made before Brady made his decision, um, improved their defense as well. Which oh, for was sure. A, a key focal point to them. For sure. So I think with the moves they made, I think – he probably would have had a better fit at in the Chargers uh, organization. Okay, Irfan, your thoughts? I, I think same thing. You can do a flip of the coin, and he could have played well for either team. But Kyle, Kyle, you're on the right track in the sense that the defense for the Chargers is significantly better than the Bucks. But I mean, offensively, he'd thrive just like you said, downfield. That's been his weakness for his entire career. It's amazing to look at that uh, Chargers front four that's a that's a scary front four right now mm-hmm. Joey Bosa Linval Joseph and Melvin Ingram three out of the four your other one is Justin Jones who 
had a pretty good year last year, if I'm not mistaken. No, he did for sure. It's um, that's that's definitely uh, a strong focal point of their team. So and. The Chargers also upgraded their front line on the offense as well, bringing in Brian Bulaga um, to go along with Trey Turner, Mike Pouncey, Dan Feeney, and Trey Pipkins. So, I I still think they need uh, one more piece on that offensive line, um, but I think bringing in Bulaga is definitely going to help with uh, saving Tyrod Taylor, who seems to be their quarterback of this year. So that's that looks like where they're leaning. That's what they've been talking about. Um, on the Buck side, though, I'm looking at their offensive line, and I can only name one of them that I've seen before. So I'm, I'm going to read them off. I, I am not good with offensive linemen, so Kyle, you might be better than this. Irfan, you might be better than this than me. I'm going to list off their five from right tackle to left tackle. They got Joe Haig, who's the yep. only guy that I had heard of before. Mm-hmm. Alex Kappa, Ryan Jensen, Ali Marpet, and Donovan Smith. Ryan Jensen's good. I know that. He's their center. Honestly, other than that, I personally haven't really heard too much about. Okay, so, so okay, so it's not just me then. That that makes me feel a little bit better about my lineman knowledge. <laughs> um, well, like you, you think about it, right? Like Brady needs good offensive linemen, so I don't know if those are going to fit the bill, right? Because Brady does not leave the pocket unless he absolutely has to. Yeah, right? no, for sure. It's not, like, like, like Jameis could leave the pocket if he wanted to and go for a run. Yeah. But Brady's a little bit more of a traditional pocket passer. So. No, for sure. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at this and I'm just like, I, I don't get how, I don't get why he ended up making the decision in this case. He's from California. The line in front of him would be better. He has more possible weapons, as you said, Kyle, that fit his needs a little bit better. In LA, like what? I'm trying to figure what possible thing he could have that could have tipped the scales. Was it money? Like, what? What was it? Do you think? Well, I'll, I'll take this one. Um, it, it probably is money, uh, Nick, because. He wanted what thirty million plus year plus bonuses, and maybe like the Patriots didn't give it to him. Maybe the Chargers weren't willing to budge more than thirty million and bonuses, so it could have just come down to money at that point. Because he would have been able to go home had he uh, been with the Chargers. So. And, and honestly, it's Irfan nailed it right there. It's um... The Chargers may have offered him a contract of similar money, but the Bucks gave it to him guaranteed. That was the biggest thing. You think for a guy who's, you know, made so much money, he doesn't need to have it guaranteed. But hey, like, I, I get it. Don't get me wrong. It's just... It's a surprise to me. Um, yeah, well, I think, I think it's, with that, right, it's... With the Patriots, he was taking discounts every now and then or pretty much every contract to try and bring in new players. Oh, and I get that. And Don't I get me wrong. I get that. Point, he said, just give it to me guaranteed. I want that money. Right? He's he got a couple years left. Well, according to him, he could have 15 years left to the, what he says. But Okay, I think uh, everyone on the face of the earth knows that that's not true. Cool. 
At least the spirit's higher. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, no, you know what? It, it's it's time for a new chapter in his career. Um, I think mm-hmm. everyone is going to be watching it intently across the league, no matter who you're a fan of. If you're a fan of some a team in the uh, AFC East, he might be a little bit more excited, except for you Patriot fans. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> you're excited hey, to see how the season goes. I'm not, I'm not going to complain about the, the time we had, so... Oh no! I'm, uh, I'm saying for the upcoming season, though. I'm saying for the upcoming season is what oh, is the yeah. conversation that I'm currently having. You might be watching the league a little bit more intently if you're an AFC East fan who's not a Patriot fan, because your team, you know, well, honestly, might do better. There's still there's still a chance we can make the playoffs as a wild card. Yeah, based for on sure. How bad the AFC is. So. I I'm not denying that fact for sure. Um, but I'm saying like Bills fans and Jets fans are a little bit more excited about next year because. TB12 and Belichick aren't together anymore, dominating the division. Oh, absolutely. It's over. The dynasty has ended. Oh, yeah, the Bills have the best opportunity. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. That team is built to most likely unseat the Patriots in the division. Like to, no, the like division. to clarify that. In the division. No. The rest they're, of the AFC. They're still going to choke. I don't know. They got playoff experience. Well, it's a two. Year. It's a two horse race. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right? It's it, it's it, it's Ravens Chiefs. It, it's going to come down to that. It's like the old Patriots Broncos. Like you knew they were going to meet every year. Yeah. Or Patriots Colts. Basically, basically Peyton and Brady. Like you knew they were going to meet no matter what. So. Yeah, and I mean, there's definitely other teams that are making moves in this offseason. We'll get into that in a second, but. I, I like the Bills. I think they're trying to make as many moves as they can to strengthen up and get fully ready, but picking up Stefan Diggs is obviously a big move. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Uh, Vernon Butler, too, the D-tackle, two-year deal. Yep. Um, Let's wrap up the kickoff segment quickly. I'll do the read one more time. If you want to train... Your punting and kicking needs all year round, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. Daniel and Gabe are both University of Guelph alumni, and they want to show you everything they've learned over the years. You can follow them at Canada Kicking Academy on Instagram or go to their website, canadakickingacademy.com, for all the latest news. Unfortunately, those guys had to cancel their March break camp this week, and we feel really bad for them. We're going to keep you updated. If there's any news from them, we will try to post it on our social media as well, okay? Anyways, let's get into the actual free agency and trade deadline fun. And we'll call it fun because that's what it is. Um, free agency starts, and the biggest news out of free agency on day one was DeAndre Hopkins getting traded to the Arizona Cardinals for David Johnson. Anyone see that one coming? Raise your hand. <laughs> no. I don't even think uh, Madden t- uh, 20 had that happening. So Madden 20 won't let it happen. Yeah. And Madden 20 has stupid trading rules. Yeah, exactly. It's not like NHL, where NHL is sort of realistic. So I say sort of. No, at Madden, you can trade crap for good players and get away with it. Um, 
But yeah, DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth-round pick are headed to Arizona for David Johnson, a 2020 second-round pick and a 2021 fourth-round pick. What what do you make of this dumb move by the Texans? I, I don't think I can use another word other than that. Irfan, I'll start with you. I don't get it. Can I say that? I don't get it. and It doesn't make any sense to me. The guy is, what, 27? Like, he's still young. He's still in his prime. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, he's 27. So stupid. No, no, I don't get it. It made no sense to me. And then I, I was confused. You're right. It was like the first day, and I read it, and I was like, yeah, I don't want to deal with this. Why is this a trade <laughs> right now? Like, why is this a trade? Like, is it an internal issue again? Like, I I think if you're going to pinpoint it on something, could it be disagreement between player and management? Could it be player and coach? Could it be players and players? Well, Texans. I don't think we know. Texans coach is their manager. And Bill O'Brien, I I don't know. I know you've been really busy, so I'm not sure you saw the clip. But Michael Irvin was on... I think it was either get up or first take the day after the trade. And he was saying a story because him and DeAndre are close. DeAndre told him, yeah, Bill O'Brien called me into a meeting and started off by saying, listen, I haven't had to have one of these meetings since Aaron Hernandez. And basically, and basically said, we don't like all your baby mamas around. It's like, Oh, Bill. Okay. So, (laughs) I saw oh, the Bill. headline that there was a comparison to Aaron Hernandez, but I was like, I'm not reading that right now. Nope. Yeah. No, it was but yeah. not not pretty by Bill O'Brien, if that is true. Uh, um, it's a stupid thing to do, and I hope he does well for his new team and kicks their ass in the playoffs if they ever meet. Kyle, your thoughts? Bill O'Brien's an idiot. Like, <laughs> Thank you. It's simple as that. Like, you have your team around you, and your team is good right now. You have one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Yep. You have a, a young superstar-looking, like, quarterback. Yep. And you trade away your star wide receiver for a running back who looks like he's washed up and done. Yeah. I I, I, I don't I, – as Irfan said, I I don't understand what he was thinking. And then, like, they go out and sign Randall Cobb to a three-year, twenty-seven million dollar deal with eighteen point seven five mil guaranteed. And Randall Cobb's not even worth half that. Listen, I like Randall Cobb. He's a good second at most, most likely third wide receiver on your depth chart. He ain't DeAndre Hopkins. No, not even, and it's not even close. No, it's not even like, comparable. I, I just like, don't I, get it. I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. It, it, it doesn't. It's, make it's one of those ones where where a, a coach is the manager, and if he doesn't like the player, he's going to get rid of him, which is just stupid. I don't think a coach should ever be a GM as well. No, I, I. We're past those days. I think yeah. that the coach needs to have us say in player personnel. Like, if there's a real issue, they need to be able to communicate that with the management. 
but they shouldn't have yeah. the only say. No. Like, it, it can't just be on this one guy. Like, that doesn't make sense. No, absolutely not. Um, the Texans also re-signed A.J. McCarron to be their backup. One-year, $4 million deal, 3.75 guaranteed. Um, also signed Bradley Roby, the cornerback, to a three-year, $36 million contract. Sorry, re-signed him, I should say, because he's going to stay in Houston. Like, none of the moves are really, like, jumping out at me at, hey, we're going to replace Hopkins. They didn't. They just didn't. I don't I, I don't get it. Um, other big names that moved. Obviously, I already mentioned Stefan Diggs. The Bills acquired Diggs in a trade with the Vikings. Uh, Diggs in a seventh-round pick this year in exchange for a first, a fifth, a sixth this year, and a 2021 fourth. So if I, if I had to ask you, who would you take, Hopkins or Diggs, what would you say? I mean, I would take Hopkins because he can do more, but it depends on what system you're using. Like, if you're using just a straight downfield, you just need a straight downfield runner, I'd probably take Diggs. But if I'm just going straight, if I'm going pure talent on all all, all facets of the game, Hopkins. It's not even close. Well, I was going to say, it's it was a trick question. The answer is Hopkins 100 times out of 100. Yeah, again, um, depends on system in that case because they're two very different skill sets. Even then, I would still take Hopkins over Diggs no matter what. Okay. And I, I don't get how Diggs got a first-round pick plus three other picks yeah. compared to Hopkins getting – like, yes, they got David Johnson in a second, but I don't think David Johnson's worth more than maybe a, a fourth or a fifth right now. Yeah, no, not at all. So, I agree. I don't know. Um, Bills also picked up Josh Norman, one-year, $6 million contract. Quentin Jefferson, I mentioned Vernon Butler already, so they they, they stocked up a little bit. Um, Dante Fowler Jr. is expected to sign with the Falcons, three-year, $48 million deal, uh, reported by mm-hmm. Pelissero and Rappaport. Todd Gurley has agreed to a one-year deal with the Falcons after being cut by the Rams. Um, trying to find other big names. Clayus Campbell. Think about that offense for a second. Sorry, yep, go ahead. Like, Think about that Falcons offense for a second. Okay. That is going to be disgusting. If it clicks. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't see why it wouldn't. Devontae Freeman was terrible last year. They relied on just some saying. fourth string running back. I'm just saying. And honestly, the way Gurley, the way Gurley's playing right now, I don't think he needs as many touches as people think he does. No, I think he just wants to be on the field at all times. Because with the Rams, he was replaced like half the time. I agree, but here's here's my issue. Very very simple. The Falcons' offensive line gave up 50 sacks last year. And their QB got hit 136 times. Okay. If Matty Ryan can't stay on his feet, and when they hand the ball off to Todd Gurley, he's met in the backfield every time, offense doesn't click. 
That's my concern. If they can yeah, address that and they can also, fix that. I think also now they – yeah. But I, I think now they actually have a running back who can actually run the ball. Fair. Um, I think that fixes the offensive line slightly. Mm-hmm. That's um, fair. I think I, I'm it, not it denying allow defenses to, to like It doesn't allow defenses to drop everybody back in coverage and have rush four and know they're going to get a hit on the quarterback with four. Um, because they have to respect, you know, <clears throat> a draw that Gurley goes, you know, runs up the middle and runs mm-hmm. for 25 yards, right? So, no, and I understand. They have to respect that a little bit more compared oh, to sure. Devontae Freeman. I definitely get that. The, the uh, offensive formation will change for sure. It's just something that I, I wanted to point out. They also picked up Hayden Hurst, the tight end from the Ravens, along with a fourth round pick for a second and fifth. So that that that'll help as well. To me, that was a lot to give up. That was a lot to trade to me, but yeah. Well, they improved their fifth to a fourth, no, and they like, got yeah, Hurst they... for a second, basically. But Hurst isn't worth a second. He was the third court, third tight end on the Ravens. That was because of system, though. Like he's not a bad tight end. I, I agree with that, but if we're talking today's NFL, right, a third string tight end, maybe a second string on other teams is not worth a second round pick. That's fair. Actually, I think in today's NFL, it is just because everyone overvalues, you know, everything except for kickers and punters, apparently. Yeah. So, I, unfortunately, I think it is what he would be worth in the open market right now. Which sounds stupid. So, if I'm an NFL team, I'm drafting every tight end out of every draft and then just flipping them for draft picks. It's not a bad move. Just saying. Well, I think the the one of the most surprising deals um, of this free agency so far has probably been the Austin Hooper one, um, making him the highest paid tight end in the, in the NFL. Uh, he had a great year with Atlanta last year, but. Uh, highest paid tight end in the league? I don't think so. Where do you think he ranks? Take into consideration it's the Cleveland Browns. The Browns. Cle- Cleveland 100% overpays. Oh, they, that's what I'm saying. That's probably why he's the highest paid tight end there is. Yeah. The um, Browns. Let's see. NFL tight ends. I don't even know where he would rank. Obviously, you have the the big three in Ertz, Kelsey, and Kittle. Yeah. Um, I, other than that, I, I don't even know the next. Uh, I guess you could then consider him after that. I guess. Okay. I'm trying to think. Oh, I would probably put Mark Andrews over him. Um. Maybe not stats-wise, but quality-wise. Yeah. And da, 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 da. Ebron? Who else? Um, Kyle Rudolph? Ebron, yes. Um, Jordan Reed uh, out in Washington? I, I think Kyle Rudolph in his prime, potentially not right now. Fair. Uh, if he was healthy, potentially. Um, I, I think, or right now, I think you look at Darren Waller, too. 
uh, out in Vegas now, I guess, not Oakland. Last year, um, Oakland. <laughs> this year, Vegas. And how he took that next step and kind of, uh, yes, exactly. Um, and I, I guess other than that, then you put, then you can put Hooper there. Yeah. Um, obviously, Hunter Henry, if you he can stay healthy, he's he's one of the best tight ends out there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jared Cook had a great year in New Orleans. Um, Eifert could have a good year if he had, you know, Tyler Higby. Yeah, Higby too. Yeah, I, I didn't realize Higby almost had, you know, 750 yards for the Rams. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, 734. Like, but but to make him the basically to get back on topic <laughs> to make him the highest paid tight end, no chance. Yeah, Although the, the guys above them are going to use it as a stepping stone for their next contract. So. Oh, absolutely. And then basically, you know, for the, for like a Kittle, double it. 100%. Like... <laughs> the inflation is going to be real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Other big moves. I, I would take one Kittle over two Austin Hoopers. Oh, for sure. I don't think that's a, even a conversation that needs to be had. Like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go down the list of teams. Let's see. Uh, Carolina signed Teddy Bridgewater. Interesting move, in my opinion. Good move, but then the whole Cam Newton saga came out after and saying that they, he, they have agreed to allow him to look for a trade. And he's like, um, excuse me. <laughs> That is not what happened. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to get TJ on to discuss that at some point. Um, the Bears acquired Nick yeah, Foles from Jacksonville fan. for a fourth-round pick, which means now they have two Nine overpaid quarterbacks. <laughs> and neither one of them can throw the ball yeah. right now, so whatever. Um, Cooper re-signed in Dallas. A gr- good move by him. In my opinion, at least. I think it's a good mm-hmm. move. Uh, Denver Denver signed Melvin Gordon, which is a puzzling move, in my opinion, because and, uh, yeah. they, they had a running back. Well, hey, it gives them a great one-two punch. So For sure, if Gordon can produce, that's the key. Not sold yeah. on him producing. Let's leave it at that. Uh, Jamie Collins yeah, we'll, ended up with we'll see. Detroit. I'm not sure. Sorry, my bad. Interrupted. Um, Jamie Collins ended up in Detroit, as well as Desmond Trufant. Green Bay has done only one real thing, and they signed Christian Kirksey, the linebacker from Baltimore. Which was a lot of money. Yes. Two years, 16 mil, 8 mil per. Yeah, sorry, Cleveland. Sorry, I was talking about it with my classmate who's a Baltimore fan. That's why I associated with Baltimore. It's my fault. Yeah, like, to to me, that was for when he's healthy, he's great. Yeah. But he's never healthy. So that's a lot of money to give a guy that has potential but is not healthy. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Um. 
We've already done Houston, so we'll skip them and go to Indy. Indy um, signed Philip Rivers to yep. a one-year, $25 million guaranteed contract. Irfan, mm. thoughts on that one? I got nothing on that one. It's <laughs> just a pickup. I guess he's just going to – I don't care about the Colts. <laughs> I, I'm honestly surprised how much money he got, though. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. a little surprised by the amount. That is, that is true, yeah. Right, right length. I think one year. Um, running well, joke no, going around the right. <laughs> running joke going around the NFL is that the Colts have to have a quarterback who doesn't swear because <laughs> they had Luck and now they have Philip Rivers who talks a lot more trash than Luck do- did, but doesn't mm-hmm. swear. He's made it a point not to swear. Which you know what I'm okay with it because then you can, uh, you get to hear the mic stuff clean right when they mic up the quarterbacks mm-hmm. and stuff and I love that I love in game mics it's one of the greatest things that they've done in sport broadcasting wise broadcast nerd so does he replace uh, Jacoby Brissett as the starter is that what's happening if you're paying him twenty five mil I'm gonna say yeah. Oh, I hope so. Love the uh, same thought there, Which Kyle. Good job. Seth's probably on the move, to be honest. Yeah, probably. So does that mean he's on the move? Yeah, is that I what you're saying? So. I, I would, I would think so. Yeah. Uh, the Colts also dipped into the trade waters and picked up DeForest Buckner from the 49ers for a first-round pick, and then they extended him to a max, mass, massive extension. Worth $21 million per season. Kyle, you don't like this one, apparently. What would you like to say? Oh, no chance. First off, DeForest Buckner was made to look a lot better with that 49ers defense. If he's going to be the only guy who does it, I don't think he's going to stand out accordingly. And then Fair. to give up the 13th overall pick, when the Colts have many other needs that they can use that for is a little questionable to me. I don't think you needed to use a first to trade a first round pick to get Buckner, but the Colts probably called and said, you know, we'll give you our first. And I'm pretty sure the Niners agreed to that trade before everybody else even could say a word. Um, yeah. And then making him the, the second highest-paid defensive tackle behind Aaron Donald is a little questionable because is he worth $21 million a year? I don't think so, but I guess we'll see in the next you know, yeah. few years. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Jacksonville, we already talked about their trade. Um, they haven't really done a whole lot else. Maybe picking up Joe Schobert. For five years, fifty-three point seven five mil. The linebacker, mm-hmm. uh, KC did absolutely nothing other than placing the franchise tag on Chris Jones. Uh, Vegas picked up Eli Apple and Jason Witten. Apparently, he can still play. Um, they also picked up Corey Littleton, Marcus Mariota, and Carl Nassib. Any thoughts on that, Irfan? Any of those moves at Sorry, all? One second. I yeah. just got distracted. Yeah, all good. Uh, Kyle, you? Um, the Mariota one was interesting for me. 
I guess they want somebody to compete with Carr um, as a a one A one B type thing, or I don't know yeah. if they're just signing him for a backup specifically. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um, other than that, there's no real headlining moves that say you know we're going for this or anything. Like Fair. That, so. Sorry, I'll go back to the thing. I don't think it's a downside at all. No. I mean, he's young. He can learn. For I sure. think it's good. For sure. I, I, I found it interesting that Witten left, though, because, like, you know, you got you got Witten leaving, you got Bray leaving, and then uh, who's the other one that was leaving after a while? Rivers. Uh, yeah, Rivers. Mm-hmm. I got so, you, bro. <clears throat> you have three, you know, long-tenured players who have basically only played for the one team and are now on different teams in this yeah, agency. It's going to so be interesting. That's uh, interesting. Um, Chargers, we already talked about all the moves that they made and literally listed off all of them except for Chris Harris. Um, the Rams, yep. Sean Robinson and Andrew Whitworth were picked up as, as well as Leonard right. Floyd. Yeah. I was going to say, I think for the Rams, it's more who they cut rather than who yeah, they actually signed. Exactly. We already talked about that, so it's fine. Um, the Dolphins have made a few moves, picking up Byron Jones on a five-year, $82 million contract. That includes 54.5 mil guaranteed for a cornerback. Not bad. Yeah, it makes them the highest-paid corner in the league. Which is wrong. Yep. So many levels. Like, don't get me wrong, Brian. Byron Jones is a very good cornerback. But to be the highest paid at any position in the league, you need to be a game changer. He needs If he's a cornerback and he's a game changer, he needs to be intercepting balls, making unbelievable stops. Like He's very good in coverage, and he doesn't get beat very often, but he's not an interception cornerback. You can't be getting paid the highest in the league if you can't do part of the job. That's my opinion. But... I digress. No, I agree. It's 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 a little questionable. Um, they also picked up Shaq Lawson to a three-year, thirty million dollar contract. Um, uh, Emmanuel Ogba and Kyle Van Noy, the linebacker. Not bad. Minnesota. We already mm-hmm. talked about the trade that they did. Other than that. Really don't know. They signed Dan Bailey. Three years, ten million dollars. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Ooh kicker. That tips the scale for sure. <laughs> kickers. <laughs> hey, kickers are people too. Hey, kickers are people too. You just gonna keep repeating what I say? Uh, that was that was, that was kind of weird. Not gonna lie. <laughs> um, New England. I'm gonna leave this one up to you guys. They. Uh, Devin McCourty. Anybody else pop out at you? No, he just signed that fullback. I know that. But... Yep, uh, Danny Vitali. Um, One year on on a deal. Which, which to me means that something's wrong with James Devlin. So I highly doubt they would just bring him in for competition. But yeah. Um. No, like the McCourty signing, you can't go wrong with bringing him back. Like he's uh, he's been one of the, if not the best defensive player we've had over the last 
five years. So. Yeah. Fair. Um, the uh, Saints. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, it, it, it's a good signing. Yeah. My bad. Uh, the Saints did not a whole lot. Obviously, re-signing Drew Brees to two-year deal. They picked up Emmanuel Sanders, though, which uh, mm-hmm. gives them another weapon alongside Thomas. So that could be interesting to watch. Giants. I don't. They they signed Colt McCoy. Yeah. Uh, they also signed Blake Martinez. So I mean, they didn't do nothing, but they didn't do a whole lot. <laughs> uh, the Jets again, very similar to the Giants, did not a whole lot. Uh, they signed George Fant, the tackle, three-year, $27.3 million. The Eagles, Eagles, signed Darius Slay. Oh, sorry, they didn't sign him. They, re- they acquired him oh, in a trade. I know, I, I realize that. Yeah. In exchange for a third and a fifth round pick. And then Philly uh, signed him to a three-year, $50 million extension. Which I think now makes him the highest paid corner, I think. I but think. I'd have to check the math. I don't know right now. Not for this year, because I think he still had a year on his contract. Yeah, but I mean, with the extension, though. Yeah. Um, Steelers. Justy's team. They got Eric Ebron. And signed Derek Watt to go play with his brother. Yeah. Well, when the headline came out saying Watt brothers reconnect, everybody's like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it kind of threw everyone off there for a second. Uh, 49ers re-signed Eric Armstead. Seahawks are expected to sign Bruce Irving. And they signed Greg Olson to a one-year $7 million Mm -hmm. deal. Another another Panther casualty. Um, yep. Tampa, we already talked about. Oh, they also picked up JPP. Or, sorry, not picked up. Resigned JPP. Resigned him. I'm all over the place right now. Um, Tennessee. Vic Beasley, I guess, is their big move. Well, I, I, the Titans are a question mark to me. Yeah. Like they obviously re signed Tannehill to a stupid amount of money for a guy who won 10 games for them. Playoff um, win. Playoff win. That's why. Guaranteed. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, all the power to him. That's great. But, um, and then they, so they signed Nick Beasley. But then trade their best defensive lineman for a seventh round pick. So, yeah. Which I, I'm still perplexed about because I I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like it, it, it's weird. Uh, they also put the franchise tag on Derrick Henry. Yeah, well, which was expected as long as they signed Tannehill, right? So. Yeah. Um, and last, but. 
I guess not least, um, the Washington Redskins. Sean Davis, the safety. They agreed to a one-year, $5 million deal. Thomas Davis, the linebacker, says he's joining Ron Rivera, but there's no. But he announced it on social media. There's been no actual confirmation of that. They right. said they agreed to a deal on Tuesday, no? What I'm reading is there's no... It hasn't been agreed on yet. But, yeah. I mean, either way, it doesn't really matter. Uh, Kendall Fuller... A lot of, a lot of peace guys. I think uh, Wes Schweitzer probably butchered that. <laughs> uh, but they also placed a franchise tag on Brandon Scherf. That was the rundown, boys. Any moves that really stand out for you, Irfan? No, I mean we have the quarterbacks moving, and everyone getting overpaid has basically been the main thing this offseason so it's going to inflate a lot of prices coming up fair enough Kyle um no honestly I think this whole free agency period um basically it's just like the time for stupid trades is basically what in my opinion is and I think that's not the the actual signings themselves but I think the, the trades that have been going on probably uh, the, the biggest thing for uh, this free agency period. Fair enough. Yeah, I know. I I'm I'm with you, Irfan. The overpaid is getting a little ridiculous. Um, I just, I just don't get it. But there's still players on the free agent market. Uh, the quarterback class is interesting. Obviously, Joe Flacco was released by the Broncos after they cited a failed physical. Does that mean his career is done? I think it was done a couple of years ago. <laughs> Valid points. All right. Uh, Jameis Winston is still on the tr- on the free agent market. Do you think he gets signed as a backup, or do you think someone actually gives him another chance as a starter? Uh, Kyle, we'll start with you, and then Irfan will go to you. From what they what the rumors said is that nobody considers him a starting quarterback right now. So right, um, I think honestly it's going to go to a place where he can probably compete for that first job. I think that's where it's going to go. Okay. Um, apparently, with this LASIK eye surgery he had or whatever he had, uh, apparently he can actually see whether it's his actual own receiver or the linebacker. So um, that could definitely uh, help out. Hold on, he got 30-30 vision? Wait a minute. Yeah, apparently. So, um, Yeah, no, I, I can see him definitely being more of a, a backup with potential for starter. Okay. Irfan? I see a team making a stupid move and signing him because of the 30 touchdown. So I'm talking to the Browns, I'm talking to the Bengals, I'm talking to the Oh, the, the Browns Jets. The Browns got Baker. They're not – they are set on Baker. They, yeah, but if they ever decide to overpay someone else that they don't technically need, count on the Browns to do it for us. Count on the Browns. Um, no, like I think he'd be a good backup anywhere just to come in and run the clock down if he has to, but his 30 interceptions is something that needs to be changed. No, for sure. Um, running back class, I'm just going to list them all off. 
if anyone jumps out at you, just let me know. Uh, Amir Abdullah, Peyton Barber, Devontae Freeman, Frank Gore, Carlos Hyde, Dion Lewis, Lamar Miller, Ty Montgomery. I, I guess probably Carlos Hyde, seeing as he ran for a thousand yards last year. Okay, that's um, a fair one. I, I'm surprised he hasn't. I'm surprised he hasn't caught on with anybody, or anybody's really given him a shot. So. Yeah. Everyone, any name jump out at you? Same thing. A thousand yards is pretty pretty good. Fair so. enough. Um, receiver class is. The remaining guys, I don't think anyone's number one, but I'll run through a couple names. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, Geronimo Allison, Travis Benjamin, Philip Dorsett, Devin Funches, Funches, uh, Josh Gordon, Rashad Perriman. No. Oh, uh, no. Well, you let, you 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 let, you left the biggest one out there when Robbie Anderson, but. Oh, I skipped Anderson. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I think he. I think he's probably the most surprising guy that hasn't signed yet. Um, obviously with the Jets, he he had a few good years, and then he had a few not so good years. A few. Um, sorry, no. He had one good season, one not good season. Yeah. Um, and I think you know, with with him being you know twenty seven, right? He's still relatively young for. Uh, a receiver and stuff, so yeah, he uh, he could definitely bring. You know, I can see him going to the Vikings to replace Diggs, potentially. Yep. Um, right, as more of a, a bargain, uh, bargain style comparatively. So uh, that, but that would be my biggest surprise of not being signed. So. Fair. No. 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 <laughs> Everyone's just nah. Yeah, um, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, not really any tight ends that jump out. Luke Stalker, maybe, but even no. Um, tackles and guards. Jason Peters still isn't signed. James Hurst, Ronald Leary. Again, I'm sure those guys will probably find a spot somewhere. But well, Jason Peters is just holding out. Like yeah, just, that's just exactly. Like he'll sign like a month before her training camp and. Yeah, like, okay, exactly. Exactly. Um, defensive players. I don't really see anyone on the defensive line. Maybe Malik Collins. Jadavian Clowney. Uh, listed as a D lineman. Uh, Jadavian oh, okay. is listed as an edge defender in the list that I'm going through. So you can hold okay. on there for a second, Kyle. Um. Yes, Jadavian Clowney. Maybe maybe a Dominican too. Yeah. And Domicon's not on mine. He's number nine on ESPN. Yeah. Well, what the heck? NFL.com? Brutal. So, like, he, he's he's definitely not the guy he used to be, but... No. He's not even listed. Didn't even make the list. And guys like Damon Harrison and Mag- Margus Hunt and Brandon Mabane made the list. Crap. Interesting. Okay. Well, well, yeah. So I, I would say he's probably Fair. the next guy that goes. And um, Fair enough. He's, he's probably waiting for like the market to settle down before he yeah. actually. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, edge defenders, you got Jadavian Clowney, Everson Griffin, and Clay Matthews is the big names. Marcus Golden is also listed on here. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthews is going to have to go to a very specific t- set of teams with a specific defensive set, or else he's going to be useless. Um, but Clowney, yeah, he, he's he's a situational pass rusher. Is what he what he's become now. Yes, a very good situational pass rusher, but a situational pass rusher yeah. nonetheless. Um, Jadavian Clowney is obviously the big name, though. Still not signed. We'll see how that plays out. Linebackers. I'm going to read off their seven names. I'm going to read them off. You tell me who you want to talk about. Mark Barron, Anthony Chiquillo, Kareem Martin, Alex Ogletree, Nick Virgil, Cameron Wake, and Tahir Whitehead. Uh, none of the above. Good answer. Irfan? <laughs> None of the above. All right, we're going to plead the fifth I mean... and continue. Cornerback <laughs> 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 um, class is interesting to me. There's some names that I'm surprised haven't signed. Um, so I'll just read them all off. You got Prince Amukamara, Bashad Breeland, Ronald Darby, Trumaine Johnson, Jonathan Joseph, Xavier Rhodes, Logan Ryan, Jimmy Smith, and B.W. Webb. Haven't heard of the last two, but um, there's some names there that I'm surprised haven't signed. Irfan, any any name really jump out at you? I think I'm surprised for most of them because they've been good. Yeah. Throughout their career, like I, I'm not looking at their stats. I'm just looking at them as the impact they have on a team. Yeah. Kyle. Did you mention Logan Ryan? I did. Yes, he was right after Xavier did, Rose. Yeah. So that's, to me, that's probably one of the most surprising ones. Fair. Um, I think I think now that the whole Slay thing's done. Yeah. Because he was the biggest uh, bucket to drop, and I guess in the corner situation. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I think Logan Ryan's probably the next. Whoever missed out on Slay is probably the next fallback option. So. Fair enough. Yeah, that that that's a that's a fair statement. Um, I'm also surprised Jonathan Joseph hasn't signed. What do I know? Um, and then safeties. Like Thirty-nine, isn't it? He's not that old, is he? Jonathan Joseph, I'm pretty sure is that old. No. He's thirty-five. I didn't even think he was that old. Damn. All right. Uh, safeties. Wait, once again, I'm just gonna list them off. Let me know if there's anyone that surprises you that they're not signed. Uh, Von Bell. Antoine Bethea, Morgan Burnett, Blake Countess, A.J. Howard, Colin Jones, Rashad Jones, Demarius Randall, and Eric Reed. Kyle, we'll start with you. Um, honestly, I don't really know. Um, I guess probably the biggest name out there probably would be the Eric Reed or Demarius Randall. Um, I'm not really surprised they're not signed right now because Eric Reed just got cut. But, yeah. Um, Demarius Randall also dealt with the whole targeting thing last year, so I don't know if that puts a uh, an X on his 100%. profile when hundred uh, percent when teams are looking at him. So, um, I guess it would be probably one of those two for me. That's fair. Irfan, anyone jump out at you? 
I looking at Bell for the Saints? I mean, they have a potential replacement for him already, but he is 25, so I'm a little surprised. Mid-20s, not signed just yet, so yeah, we'll see. All right. Anything that either of you would like to talk about in for the upcoming NFL season, Irfan, go. I, I want to see how these new quarterbacks fit into their new teams and their new molds and if they can actually change late in their career to adapt to a new sort of offensive, defensive line. Nice, nice. Kyle? I'm interested to see uh, who gets signed to the XFL now that they're allowed to sign. So. Yeah, that's the other uh, thing. That, that is a valid point. Now there, there's the one quarterback uh, Walker. Walker, I think is who it was. Yeah, PJ Walker. Um, yeah, that, that, that people seem to be interested in. So I'm wondering if he uh, gets a shot to do anything. So. I think he gets a backup job for sure. Yeah. Um. All right, my thing that I'm looking forward to for the NFL season. You guys are gonna hate me. I'm looking forward to the Patriots not being the AFC East representative. I'm very excited about that. Very excited. I mean, I think it's 100% fair. Like, you've ended a dynasty. Let's see how they react. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm also just interested to see how the NFC West plays out. Because that division, I think, just got a lot better with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins going to the Cardinals, who had a 5-10, and 10-1 season last year. I think they're better. The other three teams in that division were already good. Like it, yeah. it, it could be a very interesting division next year. I don't think there's any no, other way to put it. For, for sure, it's, I was gonna say it's one of those. Uh, obviously, the Rams are gonna be, be, you know, the Rams, and who knows whether they're gonna actually make the playoffs or be absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um. We'll, we'll see. Um. And then, uh, obviously, the Niners are going to be elite as, elite as usual. Um, as usual. They were trash until this year. The Seahawks and Russell Wilson. So. Yeah. No, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, based on their team this year is what I mean. Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But I think this division is going to be very fun to watch this year. As it was last year. For sure. Um. Also interested to see how the NFC South plays out with Brady going to the Bucks. Does it tip the scales or do the Saints continue their reign? Um, anything else either of you want to talk about? I know it's been, obviously, we're, we're all in sort of self-isolation doing our thing. Now Kyle's actually in self-isolation. Um, anything you guys want to talk about? Uh, Kyle, we'll, we'll start with you and then we'll go to you or Fun. Talk about what, sir? Anything. I mean, we're all sort of stuck in self-isolation. Is there anything you want to say to people out there listening? Um, try, try not to lose your mind. Like, I don't know. Um, you know try and find something that'll actually uh, keep you interested and keep mm-hmm. you occupied. Yep. Um, that keeps you in your house. Um, Keyword. Stay safe and be be smart. I guess is really what it is. Airphone. Uh, reach out 
if you're feeling like you need a mental health day break, reach out to anyone of us, um, any of your friends, your family, do a virtual Skype, do a virtual Zoom, uh, keep in touch with people, man. Uh, there's a lot of reports going out with people that are in isolation that aren't taking care of their mental health and just, you know, don't forget to reach out. For sure. And that's a, that's a great point there, Irfan. Um, I mean, we're always here. You can find us on all the social media, as we've said before. We're, we've even been trying to keep in contact with each other. Um, Irfan scared the crap out of me this week because he stopped responding to stuff and I had to reach out to him multiple times, but we're, we're good. Everything's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Apologies on that. It's all good, man. Hey, you know what? We were just worried about With you. the work transition, I was just out of place. Yeah. We, we were just worried about we're you. We're good. Everything's well. We were just worried. No, we're good. Um, if you need some entertainment, you can always follow me on Twitter. Uh, right now, for those of you who haven't been keeping up, I've been doing a NHL 20 Dynasty and I've been live tweeting updates as it goes along. We're currently at March 11th. We've cleared the coronavirus cutoff day. Our season hasn't ended. Don't worry. We're still going to keep going. Um, lots of fun stuff. I've been doing press conferences as a joke. My classmates from my sports journalism program have been sending me questions to answer in press conferences, which is really, really funny. Um, I've had people reach out to me and say that they love it. We've done a live stream game, which you'll see a lot more of. Maybe, hopefully, we'll see. Maybe I can get one of you guys to do the color commentary for me. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, boys. Um, but it's just, it's about, as Kyle said, it's about not going crazy. And it's find something that you can do to stay positive in this crazy time. And... If it's following me do crazy dynasty stuff or if it's reading a book or what have you, make sure you find something. All right? It's all we care about. Absolutely. So that'll pretty much do it for this episode. Uh, we want to thank you for listening as always. Um, Irfan, any last words? No, guys. Take care. We'll see you next week. Kyle? Yep. Perfect. All right. Well, for everyone here at Garage Door Sports, I'm Nick McVicker, and we will see you next time.